yo, what up, what up, good morning, good morning, GMG. Friday, February, what is it? 16th, 2024. Look at that. Another beautiful day to have a beautiful day. I go, my co hosts in the house, OSF, Mando, both with new backgrounds. You love to see that. How are you guys doing today? My internet is screwed. You look, you look, you look like you look really like focused on something right now. Is it your internet? My yeah, I think my up weirdly my upload speed is really good, but my download speed is like one megabyte per second. I just don't understand. I can't hear you guys, but you guys can probably hear me really clearly. We can hear you perfectly, and actually, I see you pretty well. Like uh, you and your wrecked jerseys in the back, like it's literally crisp for what it's worth. But uh, but uh, I don't know. We hear you well though. We we uh we we um we hear you well, uh, but it's okay. We can we can, you can troubleshoot in the back and while while we get while we get this uh, squared away. Mando, how are you doing? I like the brick wall. I'm a big fan of the brick wall. Yeah, I'm currently in an all bar one in central London, um, doing the show. So I think as the as the show goes on and we hit about four four thirty, this place is going to get absolutely rammed. But it was just the quickest place for me to be able to sit down and do the show. <laughs> I love that. It sounds like a. It sounds like I'm on my own today. Um, <laughs> I uh, if if someone wants to come on the stream and help me with this one, looks like we're down two men. <laughs> or like, <laughs> hey, I'm here. I'm here. This going to get rowdy. I know that that's that's why I'm saying if there's any reinforcements in the audience, uh, <laughs> are you drinking a whiskey coke here or just chucking just a Coca Cola? What's in there? You're muted. I said, who knows? Who knows? Who I'll, knows? Never I'll never tell. You never tell. It, you, it looks like you may have a little whiskey in there. It, it looks like a little something in there, Mando. Um, love to see that. Uh, love to see uh, that. Anyway, so today we got a, we got a, we got a fun show today. We got a, we got another great show for y'all. Of course, it's Friday after all. Are we gonna get our Shabbat candles or not? We'll see. One thing's for sure is. Uh, that the market uh, definitely cooled down a little bit uh, this morning versus uh, what we got used to this morning of pure euphoria at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so that that's that's what's up. So we'll, we'll go over market report uh, as usual. Uh, we'll go over a few topics and what's going down um, in uh, the space. And then there was a number, another, I think it was inflation number came in this morning. So I'm sure Ovi, given that the his Wi-Fi is fixed, um, um, given his Wi-Fi is fixed, uh, will be will be good on uh, on that front, and of course uh, we have uh, some great topics lined up for you uh, on the gaming side. One of them, which was meant to be today, uh, the Ape Chain. So Arbitrum is going to be you know hosting the Ape Chain. Uh, they won the bid. It was a DAO vote. Uh, it was a DAO vote actually. It was not really a bid, but we'll get into details of that uh, because uh, on following that, I I, I just kind of like commented on 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 uh, on the founder of Offchain Labs, you know, Twitter account. I was like, "Hey, you want to come on the show?" Uh and he was like, "Yeah, let's go." And so we made that happen quick, on a quick turnaround last night. And so we'll be joined by by legend actually on this on the show today. I'm 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 hella hyped. I'm not going to lie. I'm super hyped because we are working with Arbitrum now for what we've got going on Rugby to Crypt, but uh we're talking about a really a really really big founder in uh, in crypto in general. So uh, it's really exciting um, to be able to have Stephen uh, Stephen Goldfeder 
uh, coming on uh, to talk about all what's going on, why is it important for Ethereum, and also maybe we can squeeze in a few questions uh, overall about the ecosystem, the Ethereum ecosystem, and how he feels about uh, the market currently and, and the state of crypto. So that is going to be an exciting show. And as if the show is not good enough, uh, at the end of the show, it is Friday, so you already know it's Loot Box Friday. You know, at the end of the show, uh, we're going to be picking two winners from the audience. Um, so two people that retweet the space at the bottom right, there's a purple box. It's also pinned at the top. You, all you have to do is literally just retweet the space and be here. That's all you have to do. You retweet the space, you're here. You follow FOMAR and Robit. Obviously, that's a given. We're not going to give we're gonna give all this money away to people who don't follow us, right? Uh, and uh, and then you'll have a chance, two chances actually, to come up on stage and spin a $5,000 loot box with us and potentially win a lot of money. Uh, so that'll be fun. That's today. So make sure that you retweet the Twitter spaces at the bottom right. Uh, and I got some good news for y'all. I got some good news for y'all. It looks like um, it looks like we got the okay to give money every day again on the show starting next week. <laughs> so Mando, we got we got we got the approval. I think this morning. So it looks like we're just gonna keep, you know, the, the show goes on. It looks like we're just gonna keep giving money away every day. <laughs> You know, Razor was like, why not? So we're going to keep it going. We're going to make it rain. So make sure you follow FOMO Hour. And wow, make- that's, that's impressive. That's yeah. fucking impressive. I mean, you know, they're happy. We're happy. People are happy. This is a triple win. This is this is the perfect thing. You know, this is perfect when everybody's winning. The audience, the creators, the brands. You know, we're happy. It's 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 a perfect trifecta. So, anyways, 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 why don't we get started and talk about this market? Who is the man, macro daddy of the land? Can you dig it? Yeah, GM everyone. Um, so I have to admit, I, I only just saw the market before I uh, before I opened it up, although I did the minutes this morning. It does look like we've, we've taken a little bit of a of a dip um, over the last over the last couple of hours. Um, you had strong Coinbase results last night, um, felt like crypto might even take another leg higher. Um, there was a very big inflow day yesterday again on the ETF. I think it was uh, just shy of 500 billion again. Um, and yeah, it's kind of got kind of an insane um, insane week and a half for ETF inflows. Um, I have to say, and I put it in the chat with Broken OSF earlier today, and I took off quite a lot of positions this morning, is that one thing I would expect to see um, is is if the weekends are probably not going to be as strong. Like as we've been seeing each day, like we rally into the U.S. Open, which we were doing. I think Keith was even rallying when I last checked it, and then we dump when we when that buying is done because everyone's like, "Fuck, <laughs> you know, we're not going to get any more buying uh, after those initial buys are done." And we're not going to get any more buying till Monday now. So I, I think people just should be a bit more wary that the that the market might trade a little bit weak um, on, let's say, Friday afternoon into Sunday uh, Sunday evening, and then probably pick up then. So personally, I'm not buying this dip um, yet, uh, and the reason is for that. Uh, I think I think. Uh, I think funding was a little bit high, and if you're not having the ETF buying 500 million for the next few days, then then it could we could fall back a little bit. So um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna wait, and maybe I missed it slightly, but but just given how far stuff ran up, I think it's a little bit dangerous. But the thing that I'll, I will be buying is ETH um, on this dip. It's almost like the thing that I would want to buy 
maybe Solana. I think Solana's underperformed a decent amount over the last few days. But um, but yeah, those two, uh, at least at least on the weekend, you know. Um, yeah. I didn't realize the wick was so. I mean, I didn't realize. Look at the Darth Vader, looking wet. Yeah. <laughs> wick. Yeah, dude, that's why I was. That's why I was scared if you, 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 you got caught. Like um, almost, almost. Yeah. I almost got caught bad. I almost got caught bad um, last night. You know what happens to me, and that's what I was telling you and Ovi, so I may as well talk about it here because I'm curious if some people can relate to that in the audience when trading. In here, we see the Asia open at like 8 p.m. from the East Coast. And every day, without fail, in this market, like at around 8, we rally. Like literally, you can go back and check on all coins. Around like 7, 8, 9, 10 p.m. And usually sometimes I catch a trade before bed. Like I scalp sometimes, I just go to sleep. And before bed, I just like catch that. And last night, I left it open thinking, yo, like surely tomorrow we have another day of ETF inflows. We may see another leg up $100 on ETH. That did not happen. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, like an hour before the show, I was like, okay, this is not working. <laughs> or two hours before, uh, I woke up early enough. And I was like, Okay, this is not working. This sounds like one of those places where I made a lot of money this week trading for my bag and I'm going to get give it back. And so I cut it and then it tanked even more. So I I nearly round trip like a whole trade here. Thankfully I I I did it. Um so we're good. <laughs> the, 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 we're good for the week. But that was that was scary, man though. That was um that was a scary one. But I think you muted again. Oh, no, there you go. I mean, I did Obviously, I've been saying that I think you should hold hold on for medium term. Like, I, I guess I, I I didn't. I still have um, uh, a large bit of my trade on, but I took off pretty much all of my alt altcoins yesterday um, and this morning. Sorry, it's a little bit loud. Just because uh, just because it felt like I could imagine the weekend being a little bit um, scary, and you could see some very very big wicks lower in some of those, but. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be buying this weekend. Like, I. I think this move is nowhere yeah. near done. Like, nowhere near done. So, uh, I. Yeah, I'm gonna be buying the pain, but just not today, because I think, you know, things are get a little bit scary. So, I think for the next 24 hours, and that's that's great opportunity. You know, I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I. I. I actually. I actually agree. I mean, I don't see this move going stopping in time soon. But that's really mostly what you and, and Ovi talk about usually. I'm. I'm just. I, I, I'm just a permable. Um, that's all I am. And it's very tough at times to be that because you have to calm down uh, and calm yourself down. The other big out, the other big, uh, big one yesterday that had a big day. I mean, Mando, it was really say, right? I know you were, you've been talking about it for a minute now. Um, say reached a dollar. Yes, a dollar or two, a dollar one. I forgot what it was. Uh, obviously, it was all over a timeline. I guess it's a big mental like thing, like when we see these round numbers and everything. So, that's that was a big big one that happened uh, on the market um, yesterday. Uh, went all the way up to what is it one one hundred three. Uh, but you've been talking about this one for a minute. Yesterday morning, you explained about the big ecosystem unlock that happened over there. So um, yeah. yeah, I took off. I took off about ninety uh, percent of the trade at ninety six cents. Uh, there, so I missed missed it run up, but then I was like. It's that's ten billion dollar fully diluted market cap. Um, yeah. Put in perspective, like Sui, which we spoke about, is at eighteen. Yeah. Tier is something similar. I think sale keep going, but um, it moved fifty percent in a week. Like, let's just put that into perspective. Like, it moved fifty percent in a week. That's 
that's quite a big move. So I just felt like it could uh, it could move around. But I like that story for the next few months because, like, if I look ahead, May is going to be their big release in C two. I think that'll be that'll be a big deal for them. Um, and then, yeah, what are the other stories? Like the other big stories that were happening yesterday were in AI. So if you look at all the big movers, at least from this morning, it was uh, it was all the AI-related points. It was things like Cow, Render, um, Fet, um, or a few others. Like um, they all started moving because because of, of the release of this Sora flat, um, Sora text-to-video chat from OpenAI, which I saw which that. Just got everyone. I mean, it's kind of silly because a lot of these coins, A, either really do nothing or like the people who own them don't really know how they're going to be used. Um, and B, even if they do do something, it's not often related to what the bit of AI news is that came out. And this Sora news is just like a, you know, it's a text to video. It looks, looks pretty incredible, particularly if it starts being used to things like games and stuff like that. But um yeah, like why someone sees that and needs to buy, I don't know, how or buy that, it's just a bit of a jump. But yeah, AI as a narrative has led crypto for the last two weeks. So if you go onto the AI coins, you'll see they're all up, you know, uh, they're all up 30 to 50% over the last couple of weeks. Oh, up even more. Yeah, the the sort of thing is interesting. Uh, text to prompt, what is it? Prompt, prompt to a video, and uh, I've seen some pretty impressive use of it so far. So it's, I, dude, it's getting scary. Uh, it, it every time it, it just gets better and bigger and crazier. Uh, so I saw the Sora access, and of course, DGens were very quick uh, to jump to making a shitcoin around it. <laughs> so I have to say, Mando, I, I really admire the speed at which. Uh, DJs in this in this uh, in this industry uh, are at uh, at creating things and just I, I'm very impressed at the speed of which two chains on two chains like two chains you know what I mean like you know it, but I have to say like the the speed at which people in this space are to create buddy out of vaporware like air you know what I mean like in magical internet money is uh is impressive so whoever whoever is running those you know those are people that just like copy pasta contracts right they just just ready to go they're on, on the internet all day long and they see a new meme they see a new thing they see something elon is saying online or like you know a new invention like sora and they just they just go right into it so if you're lucky enough you're online you catch it and if and if you're unlucky you're usually buying the top and then you know it follows by a dump 99% where you lose all your money. So I would be careful and beware uh, when it comes to, uh, to to trading those, but it's definitely uh, funny uh, to see uh, that happening. Mando, one thing I see, I, 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 actually, I, I, we could use Ovi here because I didn't want I didn't want to ask him about inflation, but he's fixing his internet. But one thing I want to ask you here, um, I find it so funny, and that's something I was talking to you before the show about, is a few weeks ago, we were saying, we can't wait for the weekend. GBTC can't dump on us. And now we're saying the opposite. Now we're saying, can't wait for the week almost. Or like weekend's going to be a dump or like dips, but the week is going to have inflows. This this mind, this, this shift in mind is interesting. Is that, I don't know, is that a good or a bad thing? Like, I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like in a bull market or in the core crypto is not to be super correlated like that to the to the markets. Like what do you, what do you think? What do you think of this mindset shift going on? 
Um, I think you just have to accept it. Yeah, I think a, a lot more of the flows are now going to be having during working, working, uh, working hours for like the rest of the market. So, yeah, I think we just gotta we gotta live in that world. Yeah, definitely, definitely gotta just okay, fine. That that was you know that was that was a very clear answer. That was a very clear answer, man. You just have to accept it. Uh, that's just how it is, and uh, you're gonna have to deal with it. So it's uh, it's very interesting uh, dynamic. So, but it just shows you for me. I want to point out because it shows you the, me- the 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 mental behind it. Like we one week you'll we're bearish, one week we're bullish, one week this is good, one week no, this is bad. One week it's a sell the news, one week it's a never mind. Like th- this is something you should. So it's just it's just interesting uh, when you when you when you look at it from this perspective and how uh, we tend to play mind games on ourselves um, actually. And uh, that's just that's just something I wanted to point out that I find uh, that I find kind of funny. Uh, it looks like Ovi's still having Wi-Fi issues. It's so funny. Um, Ovi was so excited to move because he moved over last week. That's why he was on the show one or two days uh, then. And um, and uh, and he and it's so funny because he was excited the most about his new Wi-Fi. Um, and it seems like his new Wi-Fi is just not working. Uh, it seems like the boy is having a one megabyte per second download speed, so that that's not working. He can't hear us. He can't talk to us, uh, and that's a and that's a tough one. And it looks like Mando is uh, sort of bugged here. Am I gonna have to like? Am I gonna have to talk? Uh, am I gonna have to just talk NFTs here on my own? Because I can cover that. I can I can cover that very easily. So I guess I guess, <laughs> I guess before we have Steven come on, so Steven's gonna be on in about seven minutes uh, to talk about Ape Chain. So make sure you're retweeting the spaces. Make sure you follow FOMO Hour and that you're sharing it because at the end you're gonna have the chance to win a a lot of money. Uh, that's for sure. And I oh my god, I had to fix the little bit loot boxes too. Okay, this is such a typical show for us. Oh my god, I love this. This is you can hear me, but it's gonna be really loud now. No, it's better. You sure? This is better. Okay. I have to say this is better. I I, I mean that. Maybe because these headsets are not meant to be like a Bluetooth connected thing that well. Because uh, I've tried this headset before for calls. It's the worst, though it costs an arm. Uh, but uh, they're not bad. Anyways, yeah, see? We got Stout Connor in there saying way better. We got everybody. Sorry, y'all. We're back. We're so back. I'm going to pose a back. I also have to pose the broadcast like uh on our on our on our account and everything so where's back we're here Mendo, what was this uh <laughs> size chat <laughs> we got size watching the video bro guys saying yeah Mendo, your mic was shit <laughs> yo peter you, size chat. yeah yo why don't you come on why don't you come on the stream with us why don't we why don't we why don't we tell size chat to join us uh on this stream i'm sending i'm sending him the link i just sent him the stream yard link uh, over here, if he wants to join us on video, Mando, what was his inflation number uh, this morning? Is that something we should care about? And did that have anything to do with the market? Yeah, that was the second inflation figure of the week. So that was PPI that came out, um, and PPI is producer by inflation. It, it just came in slightly higher than expected. So, I mean, no one really was expecting now a March rate cut. I think it was only eight percent chance that we'd have a rate cut in March. It now seems like that's going to be pushed out for sure until later in the year, probably May. Um, these aren't like massive beats, but they're beats that show that inflation is a little bit more persistent than expected. So, um, but it, I mean, it's still producer price inflation was actually higher, but but consumer price inflation has still been falling. It just fell less than expected. But um, it's not. This isn't terminal. Like we're we're talking about at the margin, you know. Uh, so. 
the market I don't think will be that bad. Okay. Okay, that's good. Uh, just checking in on that and uh, to see how we are on that front. Anyway, so on the NFT front, I mean, I may as well, I may as well just give a breakdown uh, on the NFT side because we haven't been able to much this week. It was really heavily market-related, and usually when the markets move across all chains, uh, NFTs tend to cool down. Uh, one thing that I found interesting, and actually like, we could talk about that, but that was I, I, it happened late last night. I saw it this morning, but the son, one of the one of the children of the richest man in the world. Um, Alexandre Arnaud, so Bernard's son, who is the CEO of Tiffany, I believe is the CEO of Tiffany, um, is listed. <laughs> Did you see this tweet, Mando? He, uh, yeah, I know, I know. He posted, um, he posted, um, this is a bargain, period. And he posted the link to his CryptoPunk 3167 that is for sale, which is his 3D glasses. It's a, it's a sick punk for what it's worth. I love this punk. And it was actually marked two times above um above the uh you know above the 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 real value of it um above the real value of it and then Sergito came in just now actually during the show and put it at 100 ETH bid uh, are you would you buy Alexander Arno's CryptoPunk Mando I feel like this is something you why should why is do. he selling his CryptoPunk to me it's what it's less why he's selling it it's more why is he posting that it's a bargain when it's Double the floor price, but I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I don't want to get in. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to. Yeah, it just it doesn't strike me as the son of the of like the richest man in the world to be doing that. But yeah, I think I think. So what I don't understand is haven't there been like several partnerships between Yuga Labs and LVMH brands? No. Um, no. So not unofficial, right? Like the CryptoPunks pendant with Tiffany. So he is a CEO of Tiffany. So it's actually, it was him that right. made it. But right? like, so yeah. why the hell is he selling? I don't know. Maybe they're trying to buy the alien that was listed yesterday for 5,500 ETH. Who knows? I mean, it's not like they need an extra 100 ETH. I mean, you're, I mean, shit, never mind. They're, I mean, how much is LVMH? What is LVMH market cap? 412 billion euros. What is Bernard Arnault net worth? Wow, he's worth $216 billion, bro. Can you fathom? It doesn't feel like he needs two hundred grand. Well, that family does. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. I thought it was funny. Like I said, I saw it this morning, and I thought it was so funny. Yeah, I see it was posted last night late. Uh, but it, it's he's selling it. So if anybody wants to own CryptoPunk thirty one sixty seven, formerly formerly owned by the CEO of, or currently, shall I say, owned by the CEO of Tiffany and son and hair of, 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 of the biggest, one of the biggest companies on earth, you have a bargain uh, happening here. And I'm not getting a cut out of the sale. So I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> do, you get, do you get the Tiffany chain or? Dude, cause he, you know what? See, that would have been, see, see you, you see, you see that, that's actually not, stick to that. The first chain was made for him because he did it for himself first to showcase it. I remember the marketing of it. And so imagine if he would have posted that it's actually a thing where like the punk comes with the first chain made. See, now that now we're talking for, for, for that extra. Because I know for a fact on, that punk OTC and, and OTC, a lot of punks have been going with a premium for the chain because uh, it, it ended up being that a lot of people like them. And so some people are like, they want to pay the extra. Some people think it's stupid to pay extra for it, which like I get it, but some people like it. Uh, and they're like purposely shopping with punks with chains. So, hey, you never know. Maybe it's the case. Maybe it's not. So I thought that was funny. 
um, to see this morning uh, and, and to share that. Uh, in other news, you know, just punks still selling pretty well. There was also like some nice sales on the, and when it comes to like some board apes and other hoodie punk. Uh, it's one wallet. Loaded up a bunch of these, but a sick pipe hoodie punk. Um, and uh, which is, uh, I don't know if it's not showing on the tops here, but I'm pretty sure it sold yesterday. Forgot where. Uh, it's this one. Uh, oh, no, put a bid on it. Sorry, for, for this one for 220. Uh, and then besides that, you know, just uh, it was a lot of movement on Bitcoin side. It was uh, Bitcoin D gods saw a huge rise, which, oh, it's not being indexed on here. Uh, but the Bitcoin D gods saw a rise to, oh, never mind, maybe it's not. Uh, but I saw them here yesterday, all the way to half a Bitcoin. Yesterday, it is. the trades may have happened more than 24 hours ago. That's yeah, that's why. That's why it, it's probably what happened. So, uh, the Bitcoin DGOT saw a huge rise in floor price. Uh, I, I heard Frank on the space last night, yada, yada, yada. So that's a 0.55 Bitcoin. So that's, that's quite a lot of money. Uh, so there's that. Uh, RSIC saw a rise too on the back of the boosting that started. So you could, you know, either inscribe your NFT, like I said the other day, or you could, I found out, Mando, that is, if you're too lazy to inscribe or if the fees are high, you could have just gone and like bought a floor, like RSIC boosted inscription, and it would boost your wallet. So like, it came out cheaper sometimes to do that instead of like the other way around and scrabbing and everything because the cost of that. So that came out to around $200. Quantum Cat saw it bounce above uh, 0.16 back to 0.2. Uh, the puppets uh, going lower, actually, grinding lower now under 0.06. Um, and OMB 0.8 uh, Bitcoin. So that's, uh, again, a lot of the attention is on there. On Solana, um, Solana, of course, Mad Lads and Tensorians have been grinding higher based on the fact that, you know, they keep on getting those. It's really part of that, the, the, the meta of like the ecosystem airdrops happening uh, on there. Quick shout out to- It's to, also the backpack exchange. They're doing mad volume, like 300 yeah. million in the volumes over the last 24 hours on that, on the backpack Huge. Exchange. Huge volume on that front. It's insane to watch. Congratulations to them. Again, reminder, they have they're one of the rare people in exchanges that have the license in Dubai. Uh and so they're they're grinding. So I'm actually a huge fan of Armani uh and the entire team personally speaking. Uh but Doggos, I saw something with Tensorians and then their show now is sponsored by Tensor in the morning. So Something there, I don't know, but they did this really funny videos, uh, the Nifty Portal crew with like picking an exchange and putting a hat on and they put the they put the Tensor HQ hat on. I thought that was hilarious. Shout out to them. They're very good with content. We're fans and we're friends. So on the Solana side, that was like really what I, that I picked up on. And on the East side, the biggest news to me was what we're actually going to cover now as I see Steven uh, in the studio and coming on stage here. So I'm going to bring up on the stage here was... Really, uh, I know it's not Yuga directly or Board Ape directly, but it was uh, the news that Ape Chain uh, is going uh, to happen and be launched on the best L2 in existence. There is only one Arbitrum, and we are joined by the co-founder of Offchain Labs, Stephen Goldfeder. What's up, Stephen? Good morning. How are you doing? Hey, good morning. Great to be here. Yes, uh, super exciting week and uh, super excited to be here and talk about it. And by the way, before we get into this week's announcement, obviously, I just wanted to give a shout out to Arbitrum and Rug Radio, which had you know their partnership uh, announced a couple months ago or weeks. I don't know. All the time just sort of blends together. But the point is, I was not um, on here to give that shout out. So I just wanted to lead off with that. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. You know, it's uh, it's really fun. I love to see that. You know, we had this beautiful, you know, oh, that was so nice when it came out on stage. Right. I'll never forget. It was uh, during the Art Basel uh, event and uh, and Sam uh, from, you know, your CMO, uh, you know, flew down just for that one night. 
to spend it with us for the announcement. So big, big shout deal. out to Sun. Of course we got to be there. <laughs> Dude, it was fun. We're excited to build with you guys. Um, you know, obviously we have good friends building with you guys, including Zai. So quick shout out to, you know, Sobi and, and Toby. Sobi and Toby over there at Zai. Um, they're cooking, you know, first layer three over there. So you guys have a lot going on right now. Ironically, actually, yesterday we had our first activation uh, with our partnership with GG and Reboot uh, with Rug Radio as well, where they came on our on our stage on Rug Radio. We went on theirs to play the game, So, which is also an Arbitrum. So, like, Arbitrum, like, you guys are left, right, well, off-chain labs, you know, and Arbitrum is left, right, right, and center of, of, of the attention right now. But the big news really was with ApeChain yesterday. Do you want to kind of, like, Maybe start with an intro here, Steve, and then we can get into like what, why this is important for Ethereum because it was really on your, tw your tweet that I picked up there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, this actually goes back a really long time. If you remember when Yuga did the other side launch, I don't know, was that 2021? Again, time is, is, is just all blends together. I've been in this, in this space for over a decade now, so who knows? Sometime in the, a couple of years ago and basically broke Ethereum for, for the day. And, uh, you know, Yuga put out a tweet maybe that night or the next day, like, hey, we need to like a scaling solution, you know, we basically need a chain. And that led to like intense conversations in public, behind closed doors, everyone was vying for this. And that includes like the Ethereum scaling solutions that were around at the time, that includes all the Altel ones, everyone wanted to be the chain where uh, you go to launch its games. And uh, fast forward a couple of years, there's obviously there's ApeCoin Ape DAO now, which is the DAO that is associated with the apes. And, um, I think the the recent there again there have been private conversations going on for a long time, and I can tell you we've been a part of those um, and just trying to understand you know what the plans are for the ecosystem. But uh, really recently, a couple months ago, Polygon put out this proposal uh, at, on the ApeCoin DAO that started the initial conversation. Said, hey, you know they put a, this uh, proposal out there, build on Polygon, and that you know of course let everyone say, okay, they're going to make a decision now. There's a forcing function, so Arbitrum followed on with the proposal. So did others, Optimism, nice. ZK Sync. And it started off a little bit chaotic because you had like these different proposals. There was no like glue connecting them. And actually uh, the Polygon one went up for a vote and then it, it didn't pass. And then like the thought was, okay, I guess the next one goes up for a vote now. And then finally, yeah. the, I think the special counsel is like, you know what, we're going to actually run a process here. They had a like request for proposal said, okay, anyone who wants to get a proposal and can get one in now, if you're ready to propose, that's fine. And we're going to do like one process as opposed to like, otherwise kind of weird. It's like, if they win, it's over. Otherwise it goes to the yeah. next one kind of like, it's like weird relay, relay race type thing. Um, but um, so they did this, uh, this, this vote basically, and it was uh, two weeks of actual voting, but, you know, months of uh, preparation for it. And uh, this was what um, I guess you're showing now uh, on the screen. And this it is what this one, right? Votes, actually. So this first one is, is they had a vote that said, should we build a chain? Like yeah. forget about the technology, technology provider provider. Should we build a chain? That was one where just about everyone could unite and say, yes, you should build ApeChain. And then there was another one, which actually started a little before that. It was like select uh, the provider for, for the ApeChain community. And that's the one where um, there were four different opportunities. And they were actually all Ethereum-based. So when I said I started off and said a couple of years ago, everyone was vying. Ethereum won from day one because everyone that they were considering was Ethereum-based, which is like huge shout out um to to the uh whole ApeDAO community for being ethereum aligned being super excited about ethereum and and basically saying hey you know we'll consider ethereum scaling solutions but arbitrum was uh one of the four different uh proposals there and um the community came out the community came out in force and arbitrum had a, a decisive victory there and that's when the fun starts now we get to build dude it, i like that decisive 
victory. Uh, you know, we, you love to see that. I, I, me, I, you know, this, this type of stuff really excites me given that, you know, feels like we made the right decision on our end. But I think, I think this is a big deal. And I, I want to bring back the tweet that you just mentioned that I'm sharing on screen here. And, and, and just a reminder for everybody, we are live on, on video uh, and audio and Steven joined us on video. So you can find our, our stream. I think I posted it, Sims. If I didn't post it, I'm sorry, Sims, our, our producer in studio, I'll get it done right now. But you said understated uh, in the A-Chain news, this is a big win for Ethereum. Every proposal in the recent vote was Ethereum-based, so we already knew Ethereum would win. But a few years back, uh, the all-time ones were vying for ApeChain. Glad that uh, ApeCoin has doubled down on Ethereum. And one thing I really like about, I guess, you in general, Stephen, is you you often, you know, a lot of the conversation right now in the space, like, oh, L2s are taking all this energy away from Ethereum, L3s, all this and that, and like everything's taken away from here. But you seem to always bring it back to Ethereum, the conversation. And you seem to think, that this actually just adds value to Ethereum as a whole. So can, can I ask you like to explain that for people so they can understand like from your perspective, how you see it? Definitely. The reason we're here and the reason we started this uh, years ago and the reason though that's renewed we're here today is to scale Ethereum because we believe, I believe, we at Offchain Labs believe, I think we, many of us in the community believe that Ethereum is the best from a security and decentralization perspective, the best uh, smart contract platform but it also needs to scale, right? Because you can like sit in your ivory tower and say, this is the best, but if people can't use it because it's too expensive, doesn't have enough bandwidth, then it doesn't work. And so the question we set out to set out to decide year, to, to figure out years ago was, can we scale Ethereum without compromising on these core principles? And the answer is decisively yes. And um, if you look actually back, it's not just me. If you go back to 2021, Vitalik had this blog post, which, which was, uh, the roll-up centric roadmap for Ethereum. So we're very aligned there. Vitalik had an L1 perspective of, hey, we're going to build Ethereum into a chain of chains, if you will, mm -hmm. a chain that supports roll-ups, and that's how we scale. And Arbitrum was one of the only ones back then. Now there's a ton of others, which is great, um, that said, okay, we're going to take this mantle and actually build that roll-up centric roadmap. We're going to be that roll-up centric roadmap. We're going to be part of Ethereum. But to forget that now would be silly. We're, you know, Arbitrum is extremely successful. And it's true. If you look at the like the leaderboards and forget that Arbitrum is an L2, you could say, okay, it's like the number two blockchain or the number three blockchain in some metrics. Like it can stand in its own right, but but that's not the point here. The point here is we're bringing the security and decentralization of Ethereum. We're bringing it to mass market. We're bringing it to users at a price point that they can afford. And to be honest, I think a lot of this like L2, L3, Ethereum is not, it's like all like pushed by those that have an agenda to push it. So, you know, I'm not going to name names specifically, but like the Altel ones, you can fill in the blanks. <laughs> um, the Altel ones are basically, uh, you know, have an agenda to try to you know, split here and say, oh, this is not Ethereum. We're better than Ethereum. These are just other things. They're parasitic. You know, some of them even go ahead and say like, oh, we, we're more Ethereum aligned than you. It's like, dude, what? Like, what, what are you even saying? Um, and then they point to things that they're like, well, you have your own token. I say, go back and read Vitalik's 2021 blog post. He said one of the benefits is that, he, that each one can have their own token. And they're like, oh, you guys fight all the time. It's like, yeah, we fight all the time because Ethereum is a community that a lot of people care about. And there are lots of opinions. And by the way, the Arbitrum DAO is the same way. Anytime you have a real community that's not monolithic, there's going to be fighting. I mean, look at world governments. Like people care, people are passionate, people have different opinions, and that's what makes the world go around. And if everyone agrees and there's no, there's no discord, probably no one cares. Um, so, you know, it's a little bit like spicy, I guess, but um, we are here to scale Ethereum. We are built on Ethereum. The ones trying to drive the wedge are the ones that are afraid to compete with this uh, powerhouse of Ethereum plus L2s, but that's what, that's what we are and that's what we're here for. Wow.
<laughs> I dropped. I'm, I'm about to max long Ethereum right now, dude. I've, I've, <laughs> this guy's got me fired up this morning. No, I love that. Uh, and and I, and I, no, I think you're right. And and I think it's uh, it's important for some for people to hear it from from you because you know there's only so much we can explain. And uh, and people have to you know understand that like all the L2s actually add a lot of value to that. So just to, to go back to the ape chain and everything. Uh, because that's really what we wanted to cover today because we think it's like a really big deal for gaming in general. And of course, you guys have a massive gaming ecosystem on Arbitrum. Um, wh what happens now with ApeChain? Like, what does it mean for 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 the Board Ape Yacht Club and in general? So one of the coolest things of the night was after the uh, vote was over, Yuga Labs put out a tweet which said, basically, oh, we're really excited um, to, among others, to see what we can build on ApeChain. And sort of everyone, that was always like in like the background, everyone kind of assumed that and went unspoken, but to hear, hear them, yeah, there it is, that one. Yeah. Um, that was like a very, very big deal because Yuga has oh. an incredibly strong ecosystem with incredibly strong IP. And they took, you know, a couple of minutes to lean in and lean in hard. And that's uh, really exciting. So um, you mentioned, yeah, Arbitrum has, it, it's emerging basically as an ecosystem of ecosystems in gaming, which is kind of what it is in DeFi too. Like you have like a bunch of different derivative protocols. You have GMX, obviously, which is uh, mm -hmm. just a really strong protocol to others. And they all sort of compete and work together and lift each other up. And it's the same thing in gaming. You have Treasure, you have Zai, like you mentioned, shout out Sobi Toby, and you have... Um, <laughs> Um, other emerging ecosystems as well. And now you have ApeChain, you know, joining there right up there. And they're going to have some nice uh, pull and nice advantages. Obviously, the Yuga connection is going to be huge. And they'll also, uh, I think, be able to join others. It's a very, very strong community, a very passionate community. But it'll okay. also be benefited by the larger ecosystem in Arbitrum. So what happens now? And now we uh, we start building. You know, we take a celebratory pat on the back. And then we say, all right, let's get back to work and we build this. And one of the cool things about Arbitrum is that you can customize it. You can take the technology and customize it. You don't have to take the technology of vanilla and just say, hey, boom, here's ApeChain. Use it. It just does what every other chain does. You can say, all right, community, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to enforce creator royalties on chain? Do you want to share back some of the royalties with the, you know, with the creators, with the community? You can do whatever you want and, and encode that in the rules of the chain. So there's going to be a conversation now with the community. We're going to put a proposal out like, hey, we think this is a way where ApeChain can be pretty unique. And we're mm -hmm. going to uh, present some of that to the community. But I expect the chain to be up and running. Um, it's the end of Q1 now or the middle of Q1. I, by, set, by next quarter, you know, during next quarter, wow. I expect the chain to be up and running. Um, and I think that's a very, very fair and reasonable timeline. Wow. Okay. This is this is a nice timeline. Like and like mid mid next next quarter is nice. This, yeah, this is really just I don't see any reason why that wouldn't happen. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. And, and, and just, you know, I, I know I don't want to take too much of your time. I'm sure you're very busy, uh, very busy man, but like, what are, what are some things, dude, I mean, I'm glad you, I'm glad we, this was really like on a whim, by the way. So at some point, like I do need to like, you know, do a proper interview with you, with the boys, you know, Ovi had some issues, et cetera. Like I, we wanted a proper one and, and background shout out to Arbitrum. They just came on stage and shared this as well. Uh, it was super last minute. Just a reminder for everyone, make sure you retweet the spaces at the bottom, right? The purple box, you know what to do. Drop a GM while you're while you're at it. But what do you uh, what excites you the most right now, given this market? You know, we talk every day about the market. We talk price. We talk innovation. We talk, you know, what's coming, what's leaving, whatever. Like, what are you? Uh, what are you? What is the state of the market for you, broader crypto? Uh, where are we at right now? Yeah. So I think uh, market wise, one of the exciting things that I see now is increased interest. And this always happens with market cycles where more and more people come in and build and and are interested and just. You know, people don't forget about crypto. So the last time the circle expands a little bit and those people kind of are there and then they'll come back and then it expands a little bit more. And, you know, we, we build, we just keep building. We don't care about what the market does. We keep building. 
But obviously, uh, we like when more people are, are using the technology and we're, and we're ready for that. And we've been building for the past you know, couple of years during the bear market, even though people say, hey, do we need a layer two scaling solutions anymore? Prices are cheap, usage is down. And we just keep building saying, no, you're going to want this. You're going to want these features. There's going to come a day. And that day, I feel like, is increasingly coming. And uh, there's more and more interest in, in uh, Ethereum as a whole, in doing things on Ethereum from you know, in industry, um, like non-Web3 non companies, uh, institutions doing things on Ethereum in the financial space, in the gaming space, and other spaces as well. And so it's sort of the moment where all that work that we've been building for the past couple of years is going to be appreciated. And we're going to see prices and gas prices likely go up um, in the next couple of months would be my guess. And we're going to see more and more of a need for, for, for Arbitrum and scaling solutions generally. And we're going to see people benefiting from the other features we've been building quietly for the past few years, like Arbitrum Stylus, which is set to come live this year on mainnet. It's already on testnet, which will allow industry developers to build in other languages like Rust and C and C++ on these chains, all these things that have been building in private, building during the during the bear, um, as more users come on, it's super exciting for us to have a larger audience and we're ready. You know, we've been building because we said, hey, we know there's going to be more demand and we need to scale now because the last thing you want is to wait and then the demand comes, people say, hey, where have you been? It's like, hey, you guys told us to go away. No, no, no. We know that we need to be here. We've been building, we've been ready and we're excited for a new surge of users uh, and new use cases. And gaming, by the way, is like, just emerging and now it's just like exploding on Arbitrum. And, um, you know, people would say, one yeah. of the complaints that we've got sometimes like, hey, you don't guys don't give enough focus to gaming. I think, you know, we're, we're uh, it's just that the industry is a little bit younger, but hopefully we've demonstrated that we care a ton about gaming and actually here's some alpha. So there was the Arbitrum, uh, there was the Arbitrum Odyssey a couple of years, uh, a year or so back, uh, which was like really popular. The next one is coming live in a couple of weeks and it's only about gaming. So um, we are wow. super, super pumped for, for this next era. Okay, this is big. We got some alpha here. Y'all heard that. Y'all heard that. We, we, definitely, uh, we, uh, we definitely got some, some alpha here, and I love that. What are, what are some of the, of the things you're most excited about uh, when it comes to that, right? Like uh, on, the, on the Arbitrum Eco that are like more imminent. Is there anything that people should be paying attention to right now? Yeah, so the, the, three, the three pillars that I, I'm super excited about in Arbitrum, and I think Arbitrum is doing super well on, is uh, DeFi, of course, right? So let's not forget about that. Arbitrum is king of DeFi, and we're trying to expand, but like DeFi is not going anywhere, and, and DeFi is strong as ever in Arbitrum. You can look at the numbers. Actually, just yesterday, Arbitrum surpassed Robinhood to be the number four largest wallet on ETH. So if that the number four largest ETH holder is the Arbitrum Bridge, um, and that's obviously a testament to to, to uh, wow. DeFi, which drives a lot of that. Uh, the second pillar is gaming, which is a huge focus, and the third pillar, which is a bit like again in the in the woodworks now, but we're starting to see some coming forth, is uh, what they call RWAs. Dude, I hate that term, but like real world <laughs> assets, um, and that's the institutions, the financial institutions alike that are coming and tokenizing things on chain. Yeah. I would say those are the, the three big pillars. That's going to be a little more nascent for some time. You know, we'll see some come through, like Franklin Templeton to launch an arbitrage, which is a big deal. But I think gaming is having its moment right now. Wow. Wow, totally agree with that. Dude, that is crazy. Fourth largest holder of ETH. No, third yes. third now. Third, sorry. Third. Fourth. fourth. But, but the first two, by the way, number one is like a staking contract. Number two is um, Raft ETH. Number three. Oh, those are is, transactions, right? Well, these are the transactions. Oh, yeah, that was Arbitrum Nova yesterday, which is the gaming <laughs> chain in Arbitrum. Did more transactions than any other layer do. That was like, uh, there's actually this like uh, project called Arbius, which is like an AI project, which I think is driving a lot of that. But um, that's like Nova taking off. But the other one is, if you look at on, on Etherscan, they have they have like a list of accounts, uh, and um, the number one account is like the, the staking uh, Beacon contract. 
the number two accounts. Uh, Where do you see that? Where do you see the top accounts on Etherscan again? Let me grab, grab that. Hang on a second. I forget. I always check on DeFi Llama for everything like that. But yeah, no, this is like a, a particularly interesting stat. Uh, I'm going to drop it here yeah. in, in the chat uh, if I figure out where that is. There you go. Let me pick that up from you. It's just Etherscan. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I see. I see. I see. I see. Here you go. Oh, boom. Arbitrum Bridge. Crazy. Arbitrum Bridge. You know, number uh, four. Right. So it's Beacon Deposit Contract, which is literally the staked ETH. Wow. It's wrapped ETH. It's Binance. It's Arbitrum Bridge. Um, wow. So, you know, DeFi is is exploding on Arbitrum. And uh, again, the pie is expanding. Arbitrum is leading in multi. And that's what it is. So it's a general purpose chain and it's exploding. Hey, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, we want, uh, you know, to make sure that as more and more verticals emerge, and they will, that, you know, Arbitrum is front and center, but uh, I'm super excited about where the ecosystem is now. And um, shout out to uh, folks like you who see the, uh, the, you know, who love Arbitrum and uh, are using it and building on it. And that's really where it drives it all. It's not me. You know, we can build technology from today to tomorrow all year. And if people don't use it, it's not going to go anywhere. It's really folks like you and, uh, and the ApeChain community, et cetera, that are driving all this uh, awesome adoption. Let's go. Love to hear that. Mando. I know I, I know I didn't go to you too often, but figured I'd ask a few questions here. But did you have any last things you want to ask Steve before we take off or any any no, I think it's, inter it's interesting to see this. Like uh, obviously I think Arbitrum came up as a DeFi chain mainly. Like that's where a lot of the stuff happened. You had the magic ecosystem, but it was really like the bastion of all the perp dexes and that sort of stuff. Um, so ape chain, ape coin, ape DAO, like it's been a it's been I don't know, I wouldn't say controversial. It's been a difficult, uh, difficult thing to, to get right. Um, and I think, yeah. I think you're the right team to have a go at it. That's, that's what I think. Uh, Thank you. It's yeah. clearly got a lot, lot of work to do. And I think Horizon as well are a great partner to do it do alongside. Yeah, really. They're very smart. I uh, like that team. So, yeah, all the best to you. I'm sure the apes will, will get behind it. Thank you. And yeah, shout out to Horizon, by the way. So I'll just tell you one more brief thing, which is, you know, because you mentioned it. When this whole proposal came out, you know, uh, I know you know AJ, so AJ and I sat there and talked to foundation folks. We said, you know, do we want to like propose here and like we'd love for this to be us, but like we feel like we're kind of outsiders. And again, we can build technology, but like we want to also need the lead growth of the ecosystem and make sure we're implementing the vision of the ecosystem. And we were kind of like on the fence. And that's sort of when exactly um, the partnership with Horizon came on. Like these guys have been there from day one, they built some of the initial tech oh, yeah. of the ecosystem. So, we build the core technology, they lead growth and, and, and really lead the community efforts and make sure that these two things connect. And that's like, okay, if we're all on board together, this is going to be a success. And that's why, you know, we were so excited and I'm so excited to now have the opportunity to build it. Hell yeah. I remember speaking to Dean Steinbeck early on and they even, we hosted the first, we actually hosted the first ever uh, ApeCoin DAO's Twitter spaces when the first council oh, wow. was, was put in place with Alexis Ohanian and, and Amy uh, Wu. Mario Bajwa, yeah, Amy Wu. Um, and Dean, and it was somebody else. I forgot, it was a fifth, it was yet, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, so the five of them. So I remember that very well, and this whole thing taking off, and I think that um, I think that it being in the hands of professionals like yourself is fun. But anyway, Steven, I'll hit you up another time so we can get a background, because AJ can spend hours talking about you, <laughs> okay? Let me tell you, I, got, I do have to give a shout out to my boys, you know, Size Chad, AJ, oh, Sam, and my girl Nina, you know, at the foundation, because those people are always here to help, always here to gently try to scale it up. There's a reason why we've decided with Rugby and Decrypt, uh, you know, to, um, to, uh, to, to, to work with you guys. You know, it's not just, you know, 
uh, it's just just on a whim, right? There was a lot of research that went behind this, and I've heard some great things about you and your passive Princeton. You know how you've been thinking about L twos and stuff like that for ten years now. So I, I know you're a big brain, Stephen. I can't wait to talk with you more. So thank you so much for coming in, and uh, and good Shabbos, actually. Thank you for having me. Yes, Shabbat Shalom. All right, man. Have a good one. Thank yeah. you. Ciao. All right, all right. Well, looks like looks like uh, Ovi decided to I'm join back. the show at eleven twenty three a.m. Um, it, it's, it's a pleasure to have you, Ovi. Thank you for joining. Fucking internet, man. Like, move to a new place. Get the, the fastest internet you can get in this country. And it still plays up. Like, I'm just... And you've had a leak as well. Which, you know, I had a few... A solid start, this move. A few leaks, yeah. A few leaks? In, oh, well, yeah, in the new place. But, That's yeah. horrible. That's, but there's yeah. some nice jerseys behind you. Are you bringing me a size large? Yeah, we'll have these in Paris for, uh, for Dude, the Web3FC tournament. Dude, that Web3FC, guys, first of all, can they stop doing their events like 50 minutes away from the conference, first and foremost? And second of all, like, pitches just... aren't in central Paris or in central cities. Central like... it, it's definitely not in central Paris. And then can they, can they also, other things, stop doing their events that, like the same hours of the conference? It'd be great. You know, just putting it out there. <laughs> Number one, you will never find a football pitch in the middle of a city. Number two, people don't people don't uh, people don't go to the conference usually. So, well, NFT Paris is one of those conferences that people go to. Um, proof is in the pudding. You have a bar set up in our booth area, um, and uh, but you, I agree with you on a lot of things. I think uh, I, <laughs> it's, I get it. Uh, it's true. Maybe the right uh, the right uh, pitch. Uh, it's true. Maybe I'm maybe I'm memeing. Maybe I'm exaggerating. I, I like the Web three football guys. I don't want to guys. I, I don't. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm memeing that it's not that far. It's just because last time it was like outside of Brooklyn and everything was happening like Manhattan. So <laughs> so that's what happened in, in New York, and I was so bummed. Uh, I'm just salty because I couldn't play, and this time I can't play again because during the conference and I have to like work it work the conference. So I'm just salty because I want to play. I'm dying to put the red jersey on. It represents the colors. Okay. Of uh, of uh, of uh, of red guy. I have my jersey still in the in the in the in, in my stuff.